Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MedTech Impact Podcast, where you get to hear from leaders and innovators who are shaping the future of medical technology. I'm Kyle Cruz. And I'm Richard Mikuljong. And we're your hosts of the show. So today on the MedTech Impact Podcast, we are delighted to be joined by Dr. Adarsh Patil, CEO and founder from We Medical. Adarsh, welcome. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. And uh, I'm really Glad that to be on this podcast, and uh, I look forward to interact with you guys. Well, you've been a, a long-time connection of the MTDP family, so it's amazing to finally have this conversation. Uh, obviously, you're part of our current impact program, so it's great to be able to support We Medical and you on your journey. As always, when we kick things off, we like to share with the listeners, what is the big problem that We Medical is looking to solve? Well, We Medical is trying to simplify the complex problem of abdominal cavity examination. So whenever there is a problem in the abdominal, patients have to undergo first a non-invasive evaluation with a CT scan, MRI, and a PET scan, which which have their own limitations. Like they are sometimes non-accessible, they have risk of radiation, and they often are not conclusive. So these patients have to undergo second line of investigation, which is an invasive investigation in the form of diagnostic laparoscopy or a laparotomy, which is a surgery, which means we have to admit the patient to the hospital, shift them to the operation theater and perform a surgery, which is painful and inconvenient and expensive. So we are, we are trying to simplify this whole process. And I can imagine that you're seeing a lot of these procedures happening. You know, can you talk a little bit about the numbers involved and you know, how often are people undergoing these types of procedures? Uh, well, quite common. Uh, there are approximately around 40 million diagnostic laparoscopies happen all over the world annually. And, uh, and we believe our procedure will expand this market. Yeah, so it's pretty, uh, obviously, those are some pretty large numbers, pretty encouraging. I guess, how are you going to, um, you know, solve that problem? What's your solution look like? Well, we have a device, uh, specifically an endoscopic device, uh, which is portable, cost-effective, and convenient. And we, we can perform an abdominal cavity examination under local anesthesia without the need for an general anesthesia and without the need for... Uh, admission to the hospital. So this procedure can be performed as an outpatient procedure. So patient can walk in, get this procedure done and walk out on the same day. So, and it's painless, it's convenient and it's cost effective. So this is a minimally invasive procedure in the abdomen and how long does it take to to perform this procedure? Uh, probably a half an hour. That's the time uh, uh, this procedure would take. What's the typical time? on a procedure today based on you know the current solution that, that's in place? Yeah, but current solution is a diagnostic laparoscopy or a laparotomy, which means admission and surgery probably. It's it's a, at least a two days procedure, so probably a two days admission. And the procedure times is you, anesthesia and a surgery is approximately a two hours or three hours is the procedure time usually. Yeah, so I mean like you're talking a massive difference here 
in 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 treatment, right? You're talking about far more efficient, cost effective, we would imagine, right? For the hospital, the healthcare system. So there's there's definitely some compelling value. And you know, Richard, when we're talking about value, you know, and we're talking about, you know, products and how they match up to, you know, the current products and technologies today in the market, you know, it thinks about I think about that go-to-market strategy. A hundred percent, Kyle. And you touched on some really important value points there around the accessibility, I think, of this type of technology. Um, I, I think, Adarsh, we understand, particularly for low resource settings, this is a really exciting and novel product that could make a big difference. So could you talk a little bit more about how you plan to, to get this product into the hands of the physicians? Well, yeah. So uh, initially, we intend to do some studies and uh, publish those studies, which will uh, confirm the efficiency and the accuracy of the device. So uh, with these studies, we intend to go to conferences and introduce them to surgeons. So that would drive the adoptability of the device. Nice. And you've got the very cool prototype, which I think is nothing like showing what this product actually looks like and what it can do. Yes, we, we have a market-ready device. And uh, we have already taken an IRB clearance and uh, we have per performed some early cases, human cases and some early human cases. And we have proved the uh, efficiency and, and also accuracy of the device as of now. Amazing. And what's the feedback been like from people who've been able to use it? Yeah, it, it has been great. The feedback from the surgeons have has been great and uh, they are all looking forward. The, the question I, I get is, where can we purchase it? So uh, that's been the feedback. So they have been waiting for this device to come to market. Fantastic. This sounds pretty exciting, Kyle, in terms of you know taking this type of product to market, which could be pretty disruptive. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, Adarsh, you, you were talking about kind of those clinical studies and, and what you're doing right now. Um, but maybe you could elaborate a little bit more, too, on kind of that regulatory pathway and what's going into that currently yeah so we have already submitted our breakthrough device designation application to fda and uh, we have had our first interaction with the fda and uh, they have given a feedback that it's a very impactful device and uh, we would want this device to come to market and uh, they are willing to cooperate uh, cooperate with us and we have agreed on a predicate uh, for this device. And also we have agreed that uh, 510K would be an ideal pathway to get this device through. And uh, as we have already uh, finished all the testing required, so we are looking forward to submit our 510K uh, application. And uh, as from our, our, uh, our reference from the FDA website, we have seen that this kind of endoscopic device, the average clearance time is around three months. So that's the timeline uh, we are looking for our uh, 510K to get through, unless they ask for some additional studies, which could be uh, a small studies of 10 cases and uh, that could be performed over one or two months. So we are total timeline, we are looking at out of around six months for the device to go through FDA. That's pretty impressive. I mean, especially for a technology that is clearly a lot more different or a procedure that's a lot more different and unique than what's currently out there today. Um, that just makes me wonder, could you maybe elaborate more on how you were able to kind of get that buy-in from FDA 
um, on that 510k kind of pathway and being able to establish a predicate device like that? Well, yeah. So uh, we have a comparative device uh, that is that would be laparoscope. laparoscope. Okay. And uh, uh, people have tried to examine abdominal cavity under local anesthesia using laparoscope. So there are sufficient, uh, uh, there is sufficient evidence available for for the uh, for to prove that there are certain benefits, uh, clear benefits for examination of abdominal cavity under local anesthesia, and and these the we quoted these studies to FDA and they reviewed them and that helped us a lot to convince uh, FDA that with regard to the safety and uh, efficiency and. Uh, uh, and also accuracy of the, this device. And we had also conducted our cadaveric studies and some early human cases. So we gave those references to FDA. So they were quite convinced about the device. So that's how we were able to uh, be on the same page with the FDA, actually. Yeah, that's fantastic, Adarsh. And we love that feedback because, you know, there's oftentimes... A lot of challenges when companies are trying to determine what that predicate device is, you know, and, and how to kind of go about uh, 510k pathway. And obviously, that's the most desired pathway, right? That's going to be your fastest time to market. Um, so I think that's a great kind of opportunity for other OEMs out there or, you know, founders um, of early stage technologies where they're trying to figure out, hey, how can we get a 510k pathway? Um, and, and so that's fantastic. Um, but of course, you know, it doesn't come without challenges, you know, Richard, um, something that we touch on quite often. Yeah. And Kyle, you make an interesting point, you know, that speed to market and, and having a 510k pathway, it's often, you know, very desirable just to accelerate your progress in your pathway. And again, speed to market is so critical when we think about things like funding. You know, how have you found the funding landscape so far, Adarsh? It's been tough. Uh, however, I believe uh, to keep going and uh, and be innovative and get to a point where the investors cannot resist you. So that's been my way of getting it to the funding and the fact that I have a market-ready device and the fact that I have already contract manufacturers in place, the fact that I already have a, some good rapport with the FDA and the fact that I have already done some early clinical cases weigh in a lot and I have received a lot of interest uh, from the investors and that part is looking good right now. Fantastic. Well, hopefully you can be irresistible to investors uh, and get that all essential funding. Uh, and I wonder just one of the thought around challenges, you know, often a big problem, of course, is getting paid. So what does the, the reimbursement pathway look like and how have you found navigating that? Well, uh, yes. So th that has been one of the challenges for me. I'm coming from India and I have never been in healthcare system in US. So uh, reimbursement has been a challenge for me. And uh, uh, however, we have done some initial uh, initial evaluation and there are two factors. One is improved clinical outcome and reduction of cost for the patients, for the hospitals. So these are the two factors and, and the entire health system. So these are the two factors which I believe will help us to uh, get a proper reimbursement. And also the application being compelling and life-saving. That means, so these are the factors we believe will help us to uh, identify a proper 
reimbursement pathway for us. So any initial studies have showed us that there are some diagnostic codes which we could fit in. So that has been the initial evaluation of our device actually. Excellent. Well, again, that's such an essential thing when you're thinking about building the foundation of any successful medical device product is making sure you know your reimbursement. Um, and as you touched on there, you're you know you're based in India. You're making it happen from Bangalore, the the Silicon Valley of the East. Uh, and so it's exciting to have you on and appreciate because I know it's a little bit later there for you dialing in today. But I'm sure Kyle, again, you know, there, there's lots to look forward to. In terms, yeah, of absolutely. Up. I mean, Adarsh, it sounds too like you're making such tremendous progress, you know, and that's really just great to hear. So, I mean, I guess what does that next, you know, 6, 12, 18 months look like for We Medical? Yeah, the major milestone would be to get through a fight NK with an FDA. So that would that would put us in a very strong position. And also, if possible, there are some resources available. Simultaneously, uh, conduct some uh, clinical trials using a uh, IRB clearance, so that by the time we clear our fight NK, we already have some. Uh, some evidence for on our device and uh, it would help really help us to uh, go to market quickly. That's fantastic. And are there any, you know, maybe upcoming partnership opportunities that you would be looking forward to, or maybe other, I don't know, potential for other sort of, sort of products um, in this, uh, in this area of abdomen treatments? Yeah, so uh, basically the device is a platform. Uh, never in the history of uh, medicine has there been a device which could enable abdominal cavity access under local anesthesia outside the OR. So that opens up for a lot of opportunities. For example, a local chemotherapy or a radiotherapy or new devices. So we have one more application for a port wherein we leave the port on the abdominal wall during the surgery and we post-operatively if there are any bleeding or any anastomotic leak we'll be able to go inside the abdomen and have a look in the in the bedside in the patient's room so these are some of the opportunities that this device uh, brings in so uh, it's really a platform to uh, access abdomen under local anesthesia outside the or that's fantastic and you know it's interesting because you're talking about you know, you're, you've done, again, so much. Um, and, you know, you can't do that, you know, without a team. And, and Richard, we always talk about the importance of your team. I mean, that really is truly what makes every company so special. Um, yeah, you know? 100%. Again, Kyle, I mean, I, I think you've obviously been a leading light in, in everything you're doing and, and coming at this with your own medical background. But, you know, what other experts have you had involved in, in, in terms of either team members or advisors? Well, yeah. So uh, I have a Rishikesh who who comes from the engineering background, and also I have advisors, my colleagues, uh, doctors who are anesthetists and radiologists uh, who gave a lot of uh, input from for me. And also recently, Susie Engwal has joined us, and uh, she has been a great help to network. And she has uh, we have had a great time accessing her network. So and also. Uh, M2D2 has recently introduced me to Tom, 
who who's who comes from the marketing background and uh, he has been a he has given great feedback and uh, uh, we have uh, we have agreed that we will continue our relationship after the accelerator and uh, i am looking forward to work with him with regard to marketing brilliant and again shout out to those leaders you know Susie Engwell and and Tom Ross two fantastic medtech innovation leaders who are supporting the ecosystem and and helping turn these great products into you know game saving ideas that become these real solutions for patients that's so exciting and in that word you touched on there network is so important and i wondered if you could sort of look at how you've approached networking and gone about connecting with these people well yeah so uh, uh, i come from india and probably uh, as of now i have uh, i know more people in us than in india us is a great ecosystem for medtech which is not there in india it's most of it is in it so uh, it has been great and people in us are have been very welcoming very warm and very kind and compassionate and uh, uh, it has been great people at lsi people at m2d2 richard i met him last time and uh, we have been constantly connect connected on linkedin and he has been always encouraging me you have been always encouraging me kyle uh, i met him once i saw him last time and uh, we had a call regarding our device and we are looking forward to working with him so uh, that's how i mean the network has been great mostly social media linkedin and these conferences lsi so they uh, help us build trust and uh, they help to build recognition i met so many investors when i visited last time us and i have been keeping them updated on linkedin and uh, they have been uh, responding and uh, i am looking forward to connecting with them and all those updates have helped and i have gotten the second meetings with them and uh, they, i have received a lot of interest so it takes time i mean it takes time you have to invest in networking you have to build some amount of trust you have to keep them updated about your progress and that helps in a long run well hats off to you for hustling and making it happen you know you're uh you know such a great personality and and you're putting yourself out there and you're you know linking in to the different ecosystems and attending the big events and again just making it happen Kyle I think that's great advice for any entrepreneur no doubt and I did want to just quickly say to Adarsh like that's super inspirational you know I mean like what it takes to be a founder and a leader and how you continue to you know constantly put yourself and your technology out there and be a part of this medtech community, you know, traveling all over the world nonstop. Um, it really is uh, just incredible. Um, so I guess with all of your experiences to date and everything that you've seen out there, you know, let's let's do a little reflection. You know, what would you say are your kind of top, you know, one, two, three tips, right, um, that you would have for the audience, maybe other founders uh, that might be looking to bring, you know, medical technology to market. Yeah. So one important thing I want to bring out is with regard to uh, product development. Uh, so initially, we tried to develop on our own and uh, we failed miserably. However, we, we learned a lot from it. And uh, so uh, the learning was that there are, I mean, when you are coming with a medical uh, product, probably 
most of the parts you require have been already invented and they are somewhere there. So uh, you should look look around and find out if something is available rather than trying to build from, from the uh, ground. So in our case, we went to a, a contract manufacturer and we gave them specifications that this is the product. We identified a existing product and we asked them to modify it to accord, according to our requirement. And they didn't charge us anything. They modified it to our, according to our requirement and they provided the product. So we didn't have any cost involved in, uh, in developing the product. And even they provided all the certifications required for our FDA application. So we saved cost on that. We also saved significant amount of time, probably an year or year of time. So that's how we, we were able to make that uh, breakthrough and get our uh, market ready product quickly and do our testing and apply to FDA and get it through quickly. So, so you have to look around and see if there is any ex anything existing. You can build on that cost efficiently, quickly. And because in this scenario, it's very difficult to raise funds just to build a product and come to a point where you can prove something. So if you can achieve that with innovation, that's one point. Uh, and also with regard to team building. So I have burnt my hands. I took up team members. However, you have to be careful. You have to see if they are really interested in what you are doing, if they are enrolled. So that, that way it helps because they are also motivated. Otherwise, if you take someone, then you have to keep pushing them to do some things. And that, that drains a lot of energy out of you. And uh, uh, so you need to be careful in that respect. It might take time uh, and you might not have a fully formed team. Of course, everybody expects a well-rounded team and a well-rounded company and well-rounded product, but that's not a reality. There are some chunks in every company. So you need to be careful on that. So these are the two things I would like to uh, bring in. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I, you know, want to go back to your first point there. Um, one, I think I think everyone's going to be reaching out to you, Adarsh, and asking who your partner is, because that is incredibly uh, generous of them. But that shows what a true partnership is all about. And I think it's fascinating because you made a point, And I think this is something that we're seeing a lot in the medical device world, especially from you know, a development uh, kind of strategy. Um, you mentioned that the contract manufacturer already had a product that existed. Did I get that right? And then they were able to modify the product to meet your requirements. Is that correct? They had a different product and we just needed some modifications to be made to that product, which would fit in, fit our needs. So, uh, and I would like to correct you that, uh, uh, when you say a relationship with a contract manufacturer, it's a mutual relationship. So if they are giving me the, uh, they are helping me out with the product and with my FDA tomorrow, they are they are going to get get my uh, contracts from me. So that's the motivation for them to do it. And your responsibility to convey to the contract manufacturers that there are there there is going to be a significant benefit for them. Uh, if they do it for you. So I was able to convey that to them that 
if they do it for me, I, I will bring them future contracts. So that motivation for, was there for them. And they, that's why they did it. Of course. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's just interesting because I think you're, we're seeing a lot of development accelerator type of solutions and programs that contract manufacturers are actually you know, bringing to the market where they're trying to say, hey, we've got, you know, this product. And so it will help someone like you, Adarsh, and your company, you know, really save significant time in the development process. Yeah. And then you'll, you're saving tooling costs. Um, you, you're, you're, you don't, you're not making these big, big, massive investments, which is really incredible. Again, it, it helps you kind of stay very lean right? Um, keep your expenses very low. So you're not going into all of this debt. And I think that's really important, you know, for, for everyone to know, because that's really going to put you in a, in a really strong position to grow and scale quickly when you get to production. Um, and I think more OEMs need to be looking for partners that offer these development accelerating solutions. Um, so it's great to hear that, you know, you were able to, you know, experience um, something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, Kyle, that's honestly, I mean, it's such solid advice. And, and yeah. I think what you're highlighting there, it, it's worth, you know, the audience really tuning in and taking that on board because there are solutions out there to help companies go forward. And, you know, again, potentially they can be big cost savers. Another word that really jumped out there to me was relationships. You know, that is such an important thing, whether that's with your team or with your suppliers. And I, and I think, again, you're obviously being super intentional. And, and I think, of course, as we build that team, like you touched on, it's all about surrounding yourself with great people. You know, it's, it's a long journey to take any medical device product to market. Uh, it takes the right level of energy. It takes that sort of level of give and take with the relationships. And clearly, you know, that's such great advice you were giving there. Uh, and it sounds exciting that you've managed to get now those, those right people around you who hopefully can buy into the vision of where you would like to take Lee Medical. And it's probably the perfect time for us, to, if you're possible, if you could share us, you know, what is your big vision for We Medical? Where do you see the company in three to five years time? Yeah, so I absolutely agree with you, Richard. And uh, my strategy is whoever shows keen interest in my company, grab them, catch hold of them and grab them. <laughs> it's hard to get to people who, who really appreciate what you are doing and uh, uh, who get enrolled. So uh, keep them in, you know, offer them something and keep them in is my strategy. Uh, and yes, the long-term uh, vision for the company is to make abdominal cavity accessible and safe. So uh, if you look at outside US, uh, yes, uh, US is the major market. But if you look at developing countries, there is no access, real access for CT scans, there is uh, a real shortage of radiologists and availability of radiologists in rural areas is, is not there. So our device can, can go in places where these facilities are not available. For example, military field hospitals, nothing is there. So our device can go a rural hospital. So one of the main problem our device solves is that uh, me being a surgeon and there is a radiologist who, who reports a scan and sends to me. Uh, however, there is a disconnect. So uh, he doesn't know the complete history of the patient and uh, uh, and the report that comes to me is not really 
convincing to me because I have known the patient, I have examined the patient and I'm suspecting something and the report says something. So as a surgeon, I would like to find it out myself. So if I can go and have a look inside myself, so that would be of a great help. And we are trying to, this device would fill that gap. So I think this device would do a lot for uh, patients who do not have access to uh, proper radiology uh, radiology services. So, so long-term vision is to make this device accessible and available throughout the world. That's an exciting vision. I think that word access, you know, in terms of low resource settings, bringing a technology like this to market has so much opportunity. Again, you touched on at the beginning, the fact that these procedures can be very expensive. You know, they can be very timely. And, and so the fact that you can have this alternative product, which can be taken into areas which currently aren't possible to provide these types of procedures, that is super exciting. So yeah, I'm sure like listening in to this, um, people will be wanting to support you on your journey, Kyle, and, and will want to know how to get in touch. Yeah, no kidding. Adarsh, how how are people, you know, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, it's simple. It's V Medical. It's a very catchy name. V French. V means yeah, yes. So uh, just Google for V Medical. And uh, my email is ap at oui-medical.com. Please get in touch. Thank you. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. We can't thank you enough. We're super excited to obviously follow your journey and, and see you bring this exciting technology to market. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, uh, Kyle. And thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Adarsh Patil from We Medical. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the MedTech Impact Podcast. I'm Kyle Cruz. And I'm Richard Mikkeljohn. Keep innovating.